This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. It is, in fact, Friday. It's kind of past half seven, but we were waffling, and it's what we do before we go on air, so there we go. I am, of course, uh, Stamford Chidge, and I am joined, as ever, by the loquacious Jonathan Key. Oh, the word I was thinking of. Oh, there we go. Oh, you read my mind. I did, I did. Oh, dear. How are you, Petal? You all right? Uh, good, thank you. I took my daughter to Mamma Mia last night because one of the Rudy V's is in it, and uh, and she didn't use the word loquacious. She said, "She said all you do is waffle." She said to me, "You're a great waffler." Because I engaged a woman at Pret a Manger mm. behind the counter at a moment's conversation. She said, "Just be quiet, be quiet." She's fourteen, so it's allowed. So I gave in. So I was quiet for the next ten minutes, and she said, "You're not speaking. You're not speaking to me." <laughs> I said, "Yes, that's what happens when you are rude to your father and say that he waffles." Because I wasn't waffling; I was just chatting. And I chat to people, you know, can't help it. Sorry, but yeah, thank you. Um, very good fun, yes, thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Good, having a good time, thank you. Good, good. Uh, I'm looking, have we got a guest? we have. have I'm, we I'm, a... I'm looking forward to tonight for various reasons, but before we get on with all of that, uh, we do have one of our favorite people in the universe. Oh, good, on good. The show. Can I introduce what do you want to introduce? No, no, you, I'm allowing you to introduce him, but just teasing, oh, you? Thank you. You. Thank teasing thank it you. up for you. I don't know who it a bit is. like this a fluffer, JK. This is this is complete. Oh my god. With, he's everybody here's a guess here's a guess you could leave him you could leave him it, yes it's roberto de matteo got a sh- oh no it's not i've made a mistake it's um he's got a shirt that he's put up there you could leave him chidge and i could go and now it's uh it, it's the brain of stanford bridge and he could then just take the show over and we needn't speak ever ever could it you- is of course the brilliant sorry you're gonna no, say no, something i was gonna say could you imagine a show no go on you introduce him first and i'll say it I was just going to say, you know, the chairman of the Supporters Trust, great, a very good egg, lovely man, and of course, uh, a superb knowledge of the club and everything, and everything to do with the club. It is, of course, the brilliant, the marvellous, Mr. Mark Meehan. Thank you very much for that very kind introduction, Mr. Kidd. Good evening, good people of Mixler. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. 
Uh, I followed in Mr. Kidd's footsteps in the last 24 hours. Uh, like him, sorry, relate. We were talking about the theatre because both Jonathan and I were at the theatre last night. Uh, he was at Mamma Mia, uh, and I went to see Dear England. Um, and if you've not seen it, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a superb play um, about the English national team, Gareth Southgate, and what it means to be English. So there's only about a month left. Go and see it. But in terms of tonight, what a marvellous evening. You've had your Christmas Eve. You've had your New Year's Eve. Now you've got third round of FA Cup Eve. It's the yeah. night before the third round of the FA Cup. Isn't it fantastic, JK? Preston Eve. North End Eve. Yeah. Oh, yes, like North, North End Eve. Yeah, we've got North End Eve. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Preston North oh, Eve. North Eve. Oh, she just outdone us all, Mark. But of course. Um, listen, I was going to say something to go back to where you were. Uh, can you imagine what the show would be like if it was just Martin and Mark? Yeah, phenomenal. Well, well, there you are. That's the future. So we, sh- we should retire disgracefully. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? That's it. You've, now, you've now depressed me horribly. <laughs> that's I, it. Have, have actually, I have actually suggested to the club they should bring back the annual quiz they used to have. Uh, they had it for a couple of seasons in 2004, 5, 5, 6 to commemorate our 100-year anniversary. And I think it'd be absolutely brilliant to put a Chelsea fan cast team into such a quiz, but yeah, they've they've not responded to my request yet. That's because they I don't like the us, Mark. I'd they don't say... like us, Mark. That would be why. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I can't think why. <laughs> what have we done to upset them? We speaking um, of truth. What have the Chelsea fan cast done for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Um, right, as ever, don't forget. I'm going to actually, as Jonathan, this will make him giggle because I completely forgot to do this last week, and I've now actually had to put it right at the top of the running order. So. Uh, a demented idiot like me doesn't forget. But as ever, do not forget you can listen to the show live. Live! Every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm-ish by going to Mixler, which is uh, the address, the URL for that is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. As so many of you do. And in fact, drawing attention to that, I have some already brilliant and even better they're kind of almost non-football related which kind of tickles me as you can imagine carefree carefree mccarthy says uh actually no david lotzer says i can only imagine sitting next to jk funnily humming along to mamma mia the whole time uh carefree (laughs) mccarthy says years anniversary since we lost a true chelsea legend and one of my heroes growing up Gianluca. hopefully the banner is in the matthew harding for tomorrow's game don't know about that. Any idea, Mark? No, no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a year since Luca gone. Yeah, yeah well remembered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian Justman says, hello from somewhere on Interstate 80 in central Nevada. Brian, what are you doing in Nevada? I'm sure you'll let me know in a minute. And Daryl uh, Middleditch, with my favourite of the evening so far, uh, directed at you, JK, uh, thought you were not going to Pret again after the Paddington incident. Yes, 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 you're right. But, <laughs> well you know, remembered, Daryl. Yeah. Hey, well remembered, absolutely. But needs must. I was with the daughter. It was pissing down with rain last night. It was open and she said, I want something to eat. So I'm afraid I gave in. Mm. I gave in. Okay. And they make very, very good cheese and pickle sandwiches, you know, so okay. I let her have what she wanted. There are occasions when you just go, oh, go on then, do it. Do you know what? I should tell you, I, I've got a great Pret story, right? Um, I don't even remember the match. I was absolutely battered. I can remember that much. And I, and for some reason, I ended up walking. It might have been a tube strike day. I ended up walking back from the bridge to Pimlico. 
and uh and i had noticed somewhere along the line possibly in the pub that my um my card or my app you know apple pay thing had stopped working for some reason and i don't know why anyway i decided i got hungry as you do when you're very drunk and the only thing that was open was the pret on the king's road so i picked up a baguette of something and went to pay for it tried the apple app no dice tried it again no dice tried it again no dice and i just looked at the lovely young girl behind the counter and my and she says i'll just have it <laughs> so i got Aww. i got isn't that lovely there is yeah, there I, is I, uh, yeah I, I was in prep today i went i went for lunch in prep today i i, I had this macaroni cheese and bacon oh, there you, you go know, that, they're very nice that, my, that's exactly yeah. what georgia had last night yeah. exactly it's really it's really nice yeah there yes. you go yes. uh, so there we go that's our <laughs> ad- advertorial for pret-a-manger um hopefully the check is in the post uh, we now, weren't allowed to hum along by the way we weren't allowed to hum along to the really uh, to the song Mamma Mia, they tell you at the beginning. Really? They only do it at the end. And at the end, they do a <clears throat> walk down and they do a mass of songs. And, and rather beautifully, Georgia and I sang Mamma Mia together. Oh. And uh, knowing me, oh. knowing Oh, aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lovely, but uh, lovely, exactly a lovely bonding moment. I have to say, aha, yes. Yeah. Was it knowing, knowing me, knowing you, pahas, as the Southampton fans used to sing? What would we do? <laughs> yes, of yes, they did. Yes, yes. yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, go to Mix. Go to Mixler. It's great. There's lots of lovely people in there. Uh, you can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast, and of course, you can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. Providing, of course, you leave us with a five star review. If you don't do that, then it just doesn't work. Apparently, there's some technical glitch. Um, yeah. Right now, talking of uh, Mixler, uh, if you join our Patreon site and become a Chelsea Fancast patron, uh, and you can patronise us, which I know you would love to do, um, then uh, you can also join our Discord group, okay? Which is basically like Mixler 24-7. Same, you know, much the same. You could do a Venn diagram of people who listen to the podcast, listen to Pat- uh, listen to uh, Mixler, and are in Patreon, and it's good people having good chat about Chelsea 24-7, as I said. Now, the other thing is, if you join... Uh, if you, I mean, basically, Patreon revolves around you bunging us a few quid each month, basically. But uh, uh, you will also be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner, a mini version of the one that hangs in the Matthew Harding end, if you want to do that. And it is patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And a big thank you and shout-out to all the new people on Patreon that have joined recently. Um, I'm tickled, humbled, and uh, just delighted to see you there. So thank you. Right, um... I just, I, do you know what? I like the fact that this goes anywhere in the show and I don't tell him where it's going to go. But we're opening up tonight with JK on the presser. Oh, oh the pressure. The pressure. Yeah, no the pressure, pressure, son. No pressure, no pressure. Thank you. Um, uh, I thought this was today, this was slightly obscure, Potch. I thought he was sort of teasing the, the journey. many faces of Potch. Yeah, yeah. And he kept, at the beginning, he said, they're so happy, so happy, he said he was. But then I was asked a question, the first were a change. Some, it was the young lady who seems to ask quite the pertinent questions, who you said was a, a supporter originally. I don't know her name. Do you know what her name is, Chidge? I do, but I can't pronounce it. Okay. Sharia or something like that, is it? What do you, do you know? No, you, Mark, you, you know the name of the yeah, young lady? Yeah, that, that's it. That's, yeah, I, I, I was just going to get a, a Twitter page up. Something like... Yeah, Sharia. She's yeah. lovely. She's absolutely he lovely. He likes her very much because yeah. she asks. You, she asks. Okay, you met her. You met her at the Cannibal Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh, did we? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You did. You she did. was one yeah, of the yeah. hosts. Hosts. She was one of the hosts. Okay, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. She asked yeah. very good questions, and um, well, not let's say not very good. She asked questions that seemed to be very pertinent to the way the team have played the week before, or you know, actually relevant to to the Saturday, which he really likes. You can see because he warms, and he always says, and she says thank you, and he always says you're welcome at the end. You think. Yeah, he either fancies her or he's just very happy with the questions being asked. But um, allegedly, um, J.K. Allegedly, allegedly, I didn't really mean that. Just a kind of yeah observation. She um, she was asked about the injuries at the very beginning. She asked him, and uh, Chile uh, and Carney apparently are training, but they're not involved in the game. He seems to hold great stall by being involved in the game and training it's almost if you're part of the squad and the club by yeah. doing that part so of the family pretty, mate yeah very happy with the fact that they're both back with the prospect of perhaps being picked in the following week or the following saturday or being picked i don't mean picked being on the bench the following week because to him that's part of the whole process of that they're in the they're in the team um uh, it was asked about Lavia, who apparently is, is recovering. He said, I don't know. He has a quad, something or other. And Benoit, similarly, is injured, which we didn't know at all. And interestingly, he said, that's it. There aren't any more. And later on revealed that uh, uh, Nkunku's injured and caught, and had took, had an injury in the Luton game and, uh, and congratulated himself for having taken care not to play him from the beginning in many matches. Yeah. He said, that is why, that is why we have them... Uh, uh, we don't put them in for the whole of the 90 minutes. And I thought, OK. Anyway, the, the, because we've, the transfer window was opened, the the beady ones who actually don't want to ask about football, they just want a scoop, um, started asking about uh, clarity of the window and asked him how he arrived at transfer. When I have to think, actually, the, the young lady asked this. And then he said... Um, they're always talking to the uh, to the owners and they're always talking to the... Um, uh, to the the digital gurus but he said once again we need to sit down i remember our, a previous you remember about three games ago after we'd lost he said yes we're definitely going into the market he's now backtracked from that completely and has said we have to sit down sometime um uh, and he said some players we have to take a decision about which was similarly ambiguous but i think he was talking specifically about santos and intriguingly i think santos is going to play a role in this team over the next few weeks um, because he's he's obviously training pretty well and he's happy with him and he's uh, he's he's an option with amidst the injuries. So this actually may have this is my assessment of the situation, by the way, not what I, I said. don't know, J.K. I think it's breaking news from a a secret source actually. Well, it's just the way he the way he spoke about him. I thought I think he's going to be there or thereabouts, which would make sense with all the injuries they've got as well. More of which will be revealed in part two when I do my team selection. But there are only two fit ones, the the way I see it. Absolutely. But he said he was happy with the squad, but we assess about whether or not they're going to buy anybody. Maybe we can or we can. Maybe we can do or not. Mr. Ambiguity. Um, uh, Any any clear any clearer vision on on Gallagher. Um, And he said he's still on a one and a half year contract. Um, we need to talk, talk, as he says, not to actually talk. Somebody should inform him about the English language to talk, to talk. Um, uh, but the club are very happy uh, and he's happy with his performances. Nothing to announce, which basically said absolutely fuck all. He said nothing. Um, um, a question was asked, was the cup galvanizing like the Carabao Cup? And he said it's uh, a different competition and you can use different players 
to see how they are important was basically I deduced as being that he would pick a weakened team tomorrow with some um uh with some you know like um Alfie Gilchrist playing all the all the way through and yet he then later on said no he's taking it absolutely seriously and he will play a, co a strong team for the continuity of what we've got so in other words he's not going to do a um, a Mourinho he's not going to do a uh, whoever who just decided to you know to take four or five players out and give them a go and bring, bring the the better players on later on he's going to go for it from the beginning and i think that's laudable actually if they want to get through if he, he actually said he found it the whole thing excuse me was important for building the team in the process he mentioned the dreadful word the process and he said it's all about experience and the process taking time so it seems pretty obvious to me that um he considers every game as um a means of uh of the players playing his philosophy and uh if he fiddles around with it they're not playing it you're gonna have people um not appreciating what he's about and he wants the consistency of the game time being played with the same team as much the same team as possible but as you say Chid, with all the injuries it's it's going to be very difficult um uh and he put um what did he put for all the he, a wonderful phrase here for all the circumstance, we are in the situation we need to be, which is absolutely meaningless. <laughs> but he said it with great conviction. Um, uh, guy from TalkSport, Bradley, um, uh, can you win it? Of course, we need to arrive at, um, at you know, he said, but step by step. Occasionally, Potch says stuff where you think, he doesn't quite. He's obviously translated his head in the in the Spanish, and he hasn't quite got there. Then he then he rescues himself by saying something in English that makes sense. So he said, "But step by step, first step is tomorrow." So he was actually saying, "Yes, we can win it." I'm looking in the whole big picture of winning the FA Cup, but then decided he didn't want to say that and said, "No, it's step by step. First step is tomorrow. We need to grow through." the the whole situation the carabao uh, to play next season in europe so it's obvious that he sees both the fa cup and the carabao cup as ways out for the club and ways of um improving the side and making them as competitive as they have been because he keeps talking about it is chelsea it is chelsea now we then got to a very contentious moment in the press conference where he said um uh, when the the interviewer bradley said is it important for raheem um and so that he gets back in with Southgate for the uh, European Championships. And Poch, in a kind of slightly sneering um, but smiling way, said um, for him, for Sterling, he had to ask who it was. Yeah, I think he knew who it was, but he asked again. Who? Sterling? Who? who Ra oh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, yes. He is playing, is he? You know he is playing, do you? He said, oh, <laughs> I see. You have picked the team, have you? Ha, 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 ha. And the boy went, the poor boy asked the question, Bradley from TalkSport went, well, I just wonder whether uh, he would be uh, figuring uh, in the European European Championship. And he went, ha, 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 and realised that that wasn't going anywhere. So he then said Petrovic was good. And then he went off on one, Poch, really waxing lyrical about Petrovic. Impress, imp yes, impressive. Nice, good professional. To come from the MLS, perform so well, we are so happy. He can cope with the Premier League with his performance and his behaviour. He is a very, very, very nice boy. I am so pleased for him and it's very important for him. And we are so pleased. And that was possibly the best moment saying, you know, effectively, excuse me, they'll 
they'll stick with him as much as they can, unless he gets injured, of course. But but we've all been very impressed with Chich, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, definitely. On the fact, haven't we, Mark? We think he's a we yeah. think he's very possibly top banana, very good. And he's only nineteen. I think he's. I think this has been brilliant. And and I'm I'm actually pleased that Sanchez is very good as well because if he gets injured, then Sanchez is a decent replacement. It doesn't play as well out of the back from the back or kick the ball as long as uh, Petrovic, but um, very very impressive. Anyway, um, he was asked by another another. Uh, uh, journalist chance to see new players and he then repeated as i've said no not many chances maybe one or twice he said and i wanted to say no it's it's one or two um and then he said this wonderful expression we need to prevail which i don't think he really wanted to say in that sentence but nevertheless it was there um and um uh um, he said um the starting 11 uh must perform and we are winners we want to win we need we need to settle on the team is what i was saying before so as much as possible he's trying to repeat selections is the impression Good. That i get yes absolutely I so agree. um and now uh he was asked about the fact that uh, uh the because uh, my favorite player jackson has uh, has gone to uh, um kafcon however you pronounce it broya was asked would he now be featuring and he made very, very interesting statement about Broya. Indeed, he says uh, the, he has the facility to be more involved because Jackson is off and Nkunku is not going to start. For him, we need to be careful. Um, he must start to, to let to start to behave normally, which I didn't understand at all. But what he meant by that was he said the the um, the injury. He had to get over the injury, he said about Broya. He had to get over it when it's in his head, absolutely. And clearly, this has been the problem with Broya. And we've not been watching the proper player. And I, I, I've been horrible about Broya because he hasn't come up to scratch. And there's Poch agreeing that the injury is still affecting him. And he's got to, to get rid of it. Because he then said, we will see the real player that he is. So obviously in training, we're seeing he's seeing great examples and he's not expressing it on the pitch at all so i'm intrigued as he'll obviously start tomorrow and i'm intrigued as to what's going to happen um uh now he was then asked about connor of course you know tedious belief. can you guarantee this is fact simon johnson actually can you guarantee he will be a chelsea player in this window and he put look i cannot guarantee uh i am going to be here tomorrow he said <laughs> big laugh Ha, 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 ha. Everybody goes, ha, 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 ha. And I was thinking, it's not that funny, Poch, but never mind. Um, um, it's in football, it's a club decision plus player. The player can say yes, then the club. It's the best decision for the club. And he said, it's whatever happens is the best decision for the club. So he was Mr. Tactful, really, and essentially said, what happens, happens, and I'm not involved in this, which I thought was, you know, but he said he's got a year and a half contract. You know, cool. Yeah, it's what we keep forgetting. Um, asked about the two goalies on bench, which we, we've debated, haven't we, on the show? Why two goalies? His reasoning was that ultimately he felt that it it denied the opportunity for a player to play who wasn't on the bench uh, uh, on the Saturday for obviously in a lower league, but to play. And also he felt that 20 was too much. There were too many substitutes with only five chances for coming on and the players therefore wouldn't come on and he said young players need to compete so he wants them playing somewhere else in order to get on the bench 
And I think it means that there's competition if the two goalies are there. Um, uh, then asked about De Sazi uh, by uh, Simon Johnson again. And uh, he says he has potential to improve. So um, what he said, the advantage of De Sazi is he can play right back, which he only discovered when he was watching PSG versus Monaco. And he was playing for Monaco and he played right back. And he noticed he played right back pretty well. However, against um, Mbappe. Yeah, against Mbappe. He reiterated um, he's a player that can improve. So our doubts are being echoed by the manager. But he, at the moment, is pleased that he's both a right back and a centre back. He said, but he is a centre back. So uh, once again, a player for, with potential for the future who is being forced to play in a position because of our injuries. So um, very interesting um, press conference indeed for the, the 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 journey through all these little minefields that he was being presented with. And um, I thought there was a great deal of honesty in it, actually, and I was impressed. And uh, I was I like it when things that we've talked about on the show are then dealt with by the manager. Then he gives a decent answer to them. Um, uh, the the one he, only one he didn't for me was the the Conor Gallagher one where he just said it's up to the club. He didn't really put his he, he didn't say I want to keep him. He just said whatever happens happens. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, <laughs> so um, yes, that's that's about it. That's the gist of it. I mean the Conor the Conor thing. Sorry, Mark. I, I I know it's been a while since we've heard from you, but the Conor thing is interesting actually because I saw some report somewhere this week saying he's. He's saying, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I've got a year and a half of my contract. You can't force me yeah. out. And then I had, we had Jacob Steinberg of The Guardian saying much the same thing, but in a more in, in intelligent and erudite way. And, and, you know, Jacob Steinberg is a very good writer, very well informed. He hates Chelsea. So for him to be kind of putting that message out, I thought was quite interesting. So we shall see. I mean, as, as we've, we do know, you know, he's got a year and a half of his. My fear for Connor is if they don't want him here. I mean, I you know I've run companies, and if you don't like somebody, it's easy to get them out. <laughs> you just piss them off so much that they want to leave, which I think is what they did to Mason Mount. I mean, the talk about him being disrespected, you know. So what they'll do with the contract is offer him something so appalling that he, he couldn't possibly sign. Risery. and then he's got no, he's got to go. Fuckers. Anyway, we don't know yet. Now listen, I got breaking news here from Andy eighty seven. I think he's he's quite possibly comparing me to Roly Barkin QC. Um, he says, I was absolutely battered. The usual kickoff to any Chidge story. Possibly true. Maybe a little unkind, but possibly true. <laughs> yes, Andy. In fact, actually, David Lotz of says, I feel like the guest should say, how battered were you, Chidge, in unison afterwards? Absolutely battered, I would reply. Okay, let's we try that. Yes. I was absolutely battered. I was absolutely battered. How battered were you, Chidge? You've got to keep up with me, Mark. It's very hard to be in sync on Zoom. It won't work, will it? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't go in sync because we're on Zoom. Sorry. Do you want to try that again for kicks or what? Yeah, it won't be right. But let's have a go, Mark, even if we're vaguely there or thereabouts, as they say. Right, yeah. So, anyway, I was at the football and I was on my and I was absolutely battered. How battered were you, Chidge? Absolutely battered. That's very battered. Absolutely battered. I was very, 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 very drunk at the time. 
More battered than a sausage. Anyway, uh, thank you for that interlude. Uh, now, the question I have to both of you, actually to Mark first, because uh, we haven't heard from Mark properly for a while. I mean, in in a way, sorry, I took you a bit, no, sorry. no, no, J, JK. I no, should, it's very I, good, JK. Yeah, good exactly. To hear what happened today? Exactly. Yeah. I, it, you, it's brilliant. I love your summaries, actually, because they, you know, they're not only um, just. It's not just saying what they said. You're putting your own spin on what's being said, and I absolutely love it. So it's it's it's, it's, it's my. I think well, that's one of the things of looking looking at the yeah. consistently you can see his performance. Yeah. He, he deliberately um, obfuscates when. Uh, and pretends not to understand and asks his mate in Spanish, whatever, when he's understood. You can see it happen. Yeah, well, I'm getting to know it more and more. It's anyway, sorry. my favourite part of the Friday night show. So um, it was touched on in the presser and uh, it, it, you know, it kind of came into my mind, funnily enough, when I was doing my team selection. But the question seems to be around the ether at the moment is why are there so many injuries, Mark? And I mean, not just at Chelsea, but actually you look at the Premier League, a lot of other clubs, are, 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 I mean, Spurs, Newcastle, United, to name but three, um, as well as us, uh, seem to be stacking up lots of injuries. And I, I had there was, I think, Scotty on Twitter kind of raised the question actually, and it was very interesting the kind of answers that, that came back. But uh, why, why do you think it is? Oh, I think as Toya Wilcox once said, "It's a mystery." <laughs> yeah. Um, if we knew the answer, was she to that, sheep farming in all... Barnet? at the time yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um if we knew the answer to that we'd pull the three of us would probably have full-time jobs at chelsea football club work, working in the backroom staff a, a, few, a few thoughts bring to mind firstly could we perhaps with all the research that we do and all the stats we look at and all the xg in the backroom you know viewing of like the perfect player with the perfect stats. I'd like to think we do a sort of proper forensic analysis of any player we buy, but we also seem to be buying some injury prone players. I know we've done that in the past, but like the two the two most recent examples, um, both of whom have sort of been heralded as sort of like messiahs once they were in the team. And as soon as they get in the team, like Lavia, you know, with his bruised thigh and in Kunku, uh, they're out injured again. You know, so it is that, you know, are they injury prone in their sort of playing career? Or, and this goes wider than them too, is it the training regime? You know, so do we train them too hard? Do we train them not enough? And they pull things or they get injured relatively easily? It's it's it's, it's a real conundrum. There's, uh, and there might be just more than you know, two or three factors in, into it, but it's being repeated around the Premier League as well. So I don't know, is it the tra- training regimes of all the clubs? The clubs might say... Oh, we're playing up to 100 minutes a game now. We're playing far too much football. So that's why players are getting injured. I don't think the game's any more physical than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Perhaps it's even less physical now with things like referees and VAR giving red cards for absolutely nothing. So I'm not sure it's the tackles that are putting players continually out of the game. So I think it's a combination. Maybe we're buying players who get injury, or are injury prone or get injured too easily. Maybe it's the fitness regime or the training regime. I just wonder whether it was um, in Kunku's case, coming from the German league into the uh, uh, into the Premier League, and the Premier League's that much quicker, uh, or, or he's, he's given much more of a roasting by the centre backs or the full backs. Uh, the other thing I was wondering whether it was even uh, footwear, um, whether mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it, the the flimsy slipper like qualities, rather than uh, having a pair of boots that, you know, particularly, the, I mean, not that they all have metatarsal injuries, but well, um, I was going to say that doesn't explain the muscle injuries, which is predominantly what no. we seem to be getting. Knee, knee and muscle injuries, isn't it? It, 
Yeah, but you wonder if there's not a firm platform because mm. you know when I played, you had a pair of of boots that uh, six inch not... nails at the bottom, mate. Uh, I've actually got a pair of boots I had when I was four, and no it's way. they're quite a re- quite a revelation. I yeah, must I must yeah. show you them sometime. They're uh, but there was no chance of ever getting any in- feet injuries at all in those cast iron. You can understand why people could only run very slowly in them because yeah. uh, yeah. I mean also the pitches being a quagmire, it was a completely different world, wasn't it? it and was. the ball weighing a ton. You're surprised that anything ever got kicked anyway into the goal. God, bloody hell. But, I mean, you know, this, this day and age, you, you can't get away with half of the violent tackles that we grew up with. So, mm. I don't, I, you know, that, that intrigue. I mean, oh. what, what you said, Mark, pretty much mm. most people have said the same thing. Training uh, methods, you know, Poch is renowned for his his very intense training stuff. Beasting people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 uh, the too many games... Um, Overtraining, not properly rehabilitating, uh, things that people were saying. The what the thing that really interested me though, um, which I, I I really is 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 great actually because it it gives us another reason to hate VAR. Um, I mean, number one, the matches are now longer. I mean, they're not ninety minutes plus five minutes added time. It's 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 ten fifteen by the time you've added it all up in the first and second half. Now that's nearly ten. I think that's about ten percent, isn't it? Ten percent, ten fifteen percent of the match they're playing extra, and they're already playing a lot of games. So it's all adding up. But the other thing about VAR is these fucking interminable pauses to the game. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, even an idiot like me knows if you stop, you know, doing a very intense activity. It's true. You warm for five down minutes, then you, yeah. and then you start again without you know having a warm down, warm up. You are going to pull something. So I wonder if we but, can pin this on VAR as well. I'd love to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, you could. But, but also on the strange thing I've noticed very much um, uh, post-Qatar, that you know, they'll, they'll nip over for the bottle of water at the drop of a hat these days. You know, so any time the train is on the pitch. So the players themselves, like the way the setup, they're delaying things as well, not just because of VAR. And you, you're right, if you do stop as an athlete, you should be warming up again. So there's a bit of that. But I think also it's like um, where we are with sort of like the high pressure um, that football is these days. And I think if we're at the top of the league, I think there'd probably be less to worry about because the team would be doing well. Because we're not doing so well, there's probably a high level of expectation to get these players back. And far too many times over the last couple of years, and it's not just this regime, it's the previous regime as well, we've rushed players back too soon. And we've talked about Reese James many times. If we didn't see Rhys James again, you know, until he is fully, fully fixed and fit, I don't think that's a bad thing. Same at Ben Chilmill, same at Fafana. I think these players in the past have probably come back too soon. That might be professional pride. You know, they want to be back in the first team or they're worried about losing their place because they've been out too long. But, but we do have a, a tendency and we have got previous of bringing players back in the first team far too quickly. And as fans are the same, you know, if you look on sort of social media and that, and you read all this stuff up, oh, you know, he's injured again. When's he coming back? And then when he's getting there, oh, yeah, he's going to be back. You look at the press conference, the questions they're getting asked at the press conference about players' availability. You, know, you would almost like have to have every Premier League club before the press conference starts. In the same way, on a Friday, the manager used to pin the team up on the dressing room board and everybody knew who was playing day four. Pochettino should just come out a bit of paper, whack up who's not here today and say, right, I'm fucking off now. <laughs> yeah. It's a quandary, isn't it? But it's, I mean, as I said, and I think the interesting thing is not just us. It's This seems to be no. becoming far more common. Uh, anyway, we won't get the answer to that tonight. Maybe e- ever. Who knows? Uh, right. Uh, it's an important day. 
tomorrow, this being Friday, tomorrow being Saturday. It's an important day for people of my generation, uh, well, all of our generations, uh, really, me, JK and Mark, and most of the people on the fan cast, because it is the first round of the FA Cup proper. In other words, it is the third round, but it's the day when we get to join in, because uh, we've never been below Division 2, so... uh, Therefore, uh, we haven't had to like qualify through the ranks like Bridgeter City. No, we have. No, we have in our history. We were in the prelim- preliminary round of the FA Cup when, when? we first started uh, back in nineteen oh five. Back then, well, we, we that's have played different. in the pre- <laughs> in more recent times. We haven't been below the second division. That is very true. Yes, yeah. yeah. But when we very first started, we were in the preliminary round. We played in the first round. We played in the second round of the FA Cup in our history. Yeah, but when you're talking about was when we didn't actually have a first division, second division, third division, fourth division. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a long... So long why, if, why don't I modify what I said? Since the time of a first, second, third and fourth division, we've yeah. never had to qualify. Would that be Would that yeah. be correct? Yeah, that's fine. I've got the royal, royal seal of approval. I'll carry on. Yeah. Um, but it is an important day. And, I mean, you know, you often hear about people talk about tradition and history and culture and uh, the magic of the cup. But it is, it is, it, I'm tingling about tomorrow. But uh, Mark, you, you, you posted a lovely post earlier today, but and it reminded me how much you love the FA Cup. So I want to hear from both of you why, what the magic of the cup is about for you. But kicking off with Mark. Well, <laughs> I was going to do a run manager impersonation there for a minute. <laughs> it's just such a great, it's a great competition, despite the best efforts of the powers that be to ruin it, uh, it still is a really sort of special competition. And if I look back over my supporting time, you know, I, I think I count myself very fortunate that you know I've seen my team and not everyone's had the opportunity of the FA Cup, but that's the beauty of it. People dream of doing that. I've seen my team sort of get to the FA Cup final and win six times. And I know we've lost six other times. I've been there as well. But that is just what every football supporter dreams of. Even the team's enter the competition much lower down they have that dream of getting getting to Wembley and see, seeing their team play so I think that's a special part of it I know as I said people try to ruin it down the years but even sort of what you know w- w- when you look at it it's it's that big team versus little team I think is the really important part of the FA Cup and I think the <laughs> the one thing that's probably been spoiled is the way television has managed the third round of this FA Cup and there are few sort of big teams, little teams actually being shown on television, like for crying out loud last night, is what the bloody hell are we doing watching Crystal Palace Everton? And what, well, we're not because we're on the fan cup. What are people doing watching Tottenham Burnley? And like, that's not what the FA Cup is about in terms of the third round. You know, it's whoever Chesterfield might be playing. You know, that's, that's where it is. You, you run that risk you know, of actually c- coming up against sort of like a smaller team and then knocking you out. And we've been on the receiving end of that many many times in our history it's, it's 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 a really special competition it's if you put two teams together in the fa cup in different leagues you know on any other occasion apart from the fa cup they played you know if they'd been sort of like a sort of like what might be called a league game and they come up against each other the, the, the team would win nine times out of ten or 99 times out of 100 but for some strange reason in the fa cup people raise their game yeah and they produce these short victories, short victories, and history is littered with that down the years. You think some of the great moments, like Hereford United against Newcastle. Well, we we can remember United. them all. We can remember them all. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Colchester versus Sutton United. Leeds. Sutton United. Yep, 
controversially, but Leeds 3-2. Coventry, Sutton United. United. Not, Coventry, Sutton United. And even a little bit further, because it was like um, the 30 year Chelsea versus Liverpool. I know, I was going to say, Norwich. I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. I, I, what I was going to say, because it was the 30 year anniversary yesterday, we were playing at Hull City in the FA Cup fourth round, sort of 30 or 31 years ago, 1992. So we're the potential banana skin. And we didn't have a particularly good record back then into the FA Cup. We'd, we'd been turfed out on our arse a few times by Bristol City and Oxford and like, like that. But we went there, we brought 6,000 up the Hull City and won. But also on the same day, so it's not just about non-league, it's about lower league teams. Wrexham were playing Arsenal. Mm. And everybody remembers, like, we were celebrating beating Hull City 2-0. But then word comes through that Mickey Thomas has knocked Arsenal out of the FA Cup by scoring that brilliant goal for Wrexham. So games like that, sort of like, people remember. But it's, it's even though you've been on the receiving end, you know, you sort of, sort of think back and you can remember all those games where we got knocked out by those league teams. Now, I can remember standing in the pissing rain at Bristol City. Yeah, I can remember Oxford United turning us over at, at Stamford Bridge. And I think worst of all, and ironically, because there's a new issue out tomorrow, I, I wrote about it um, in CFC UK, like Sunderland's away. And losing that FA Cup replay in 1992, that was probably the most torturous, painful moment as a Chelsea sporting fan. And it came in the FA Cup. But then, on the reverse side of it, yeah, you know, Liverpool 1978, even now, after all this time, and people have posted it on Twitter today, that's in my top 10 Chelsea games of all time. It was just amazing because they were the European champions and we battered them at Stamford Bridge. It was just a tremendous day. Incredible game. I think if anybody was there would just count themselves so fortunate to be at Stamford Bridge that day. And those two goals from Clive Walker... And, and Tommy Langley and Steve Finneson's goals. Just an amazing, amazing game. And that's, that's probably my first proper joyful FA Cup, Cup memory because my first FA Cup tie was 75-6 when we got knocked out by Malcolm Allen and Crystal Palace. Mm. But again, amazing game that we lost. And then the following year, we got knocked out in the mud at Stamford Bridge in a replay by Southampton. So Liverpool's my first positive FA Cup me memory. But if you'd said to me in 1992 after we got knocked out from Sunderland, you know, would we actually win the FA Cup again? And I'd be, probably think that would never happen in my lifetime. And then lo and behold, five years later, that day at Wembley when we won the FA Cup in 1997 was absolutely tremendous. Beating Middlesbrough 2-0, that's the longest celebration to this day by supporters at Wembley Stadium. An incredible moment after waiting all that time and winning the FA Cup. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and I said early on, I've been lucky. I count myself fortunate indeed that I've seen Chelsea win the FA Cup six times. Eight. And I'd like eight. to see us win. Eight. No, eight. I've seen them. I've seen them. So what was the other one you missed then? Because 70, I, I presumed I, no. you weren't there. I, did, I, I, I didn't count 70, yeah. Well, that's that's you've seen seven seven then. I'm like, well... We've won eight. Oh, I, I, don't know, I, thought, I, must have missed, I must have missed one out there. It's easy yeah. to forget we've won so many, to be fair. I know, no, we won so many. Yeah, I, I, I thought like... like yeah, we, I'd seen twelve FA Cup finals at Wembley, and it's half and half. It was probably thirteen. Then I've missed, I've missed one out. Then count it up in my head. Yeah. Do you want to know the years? Well, we won it in ninety-seven. Well, I'll go. I'll go we in order. I'll make it easy for you. Seventeen ninety-seven. Seventeen ninety-seven. Two thousand. Two thousand and seven. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and ten. Two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and eighteen. 
I think counting my head, I missed out Man United in 2007. Yeah. All right. It was a shocking game. But how did you miss yeah, job, that, the job man? Was gone. How did you miss that? I don't that? know. I just missed it. Well, I'm counting. I was trying to count in the head how many Wembley Cup finals I'd seen. Yeah, and I, I counted up six, but then I missed out 2007. Yeah. Yeah. JK, how about you, old Bean? What does the what's the magic of the cup mean for you? Well, for us, when we were never winning anything, it was a kind of of route with possible with tra- mostly with trapdoors because we'd fall through it. But it was a route to. Um, the kind of glory that we weren't experiencing in the second division or we weren't experiencing in the nether part of the first division. And so it's that that was exciting because it, it's a, it's the realm of the underdog um, uh, and all down to the luck of a draw. So it, it, there was not their fortune. Fortune is riding high in this. And there's always the possibility that you can find a route through to to a semi or a final, even the quarterfinal, there was always great joy when I was little watching. Um, I've been looking through my father's diaries because I'm trying to write the the second book about his acting career. And I came across, across um, I think it's 1960, um, took Jaunt, I was called Jaunt at home, to Chelsea Crew. <laughs> <laughs> which, we lost, which we lost to one. <laughs> so uh really early on i was experiencing the uh the appalling idiocy we were considered a scalp then for that period but um there were many many years where we weren't considered a scalp for we were considered just we were the the scalper we were the uh we were the underdog and as you say mark the um the liverpool game was uh was a wonderful example of the the magic of the cup because we Played out of our skins, and there's always the possibility that a team will slightly be underperforming as a better team, and you somehow uh, extract a performance that was never ever expected, and that's the joy of the cup for me as well. And similarly, once again, it's down to so down to the draw, and it's not as much the case, but it used to be you'd play on a, a frosty pitch or a waterlogged pitch in an era where they just they I don't know why the refs ever said these pitches were fit to play and they weren't and it immediately made made the uh the level um equal between two sides who were completely uh, um unequal so uh um because it is uh, I mean the oval is an example with the the sloping pitch if you ever drawn there and they they played just booted the ball down the pitch and ran after it, as most people did in that era. Um, but if it was wet as well and sloping, and uh, and the ball was very heavy, the chances were it didn't really matter what your status was as a top club, and the referee was allowing some dodgy tackles. And I always felt that some referees were, you know, very keen for the the uh, the Ponzi Southern toffs to be taking a beating. Um, so given all of that, it's it's. Uh, it's a competition that is always bound to throw up wonderful anomalies. And that's part of the magic of the cup. Um, not as much now because all the pitches are so terrific nowadays um, because the science has improved and the draining has improved. So you're not going to get that. But um, and I know that for me, the uh, 97 was a, was a, a wonderful seminal moment for us because, and we were known as a cup side. We became known as a cup side, but it was an opportunity for us to build upon, um, to create. It, it was the it was the uh, the roots for the Chelsea performances for the of 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 the noughties and the the the, the tens after that. It was it was it, it was a magnificent 
example of a of a, a whole sub, whole group of supporters a sub, whole every single the fan base coming together and rejoicing at finally winning a trophy other than the league championship winning the FA Cup and the 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 universal joy for that was just absolutely phenomenal and um uh, but as i say it's it's winning the, it's it's the opportunity for glory it's the opportunity to win something that um allows you that joy that other teams who are winning all the time um can slip up and not win it and so that was always the the way through and it just so happened that we used that with the owners at the uh, the, the subsequent clever owners used that as an opportunity as a base to mm. for the, the the future brilliant performances true. but but for me it's it's uh, I hate now. I've got to the stage where I hate if we do really well. I mind having said that. I thought going out to Man City in the first round last year was absolutely appalling, but inevitable, I suppose, given the draw and the, given the manager. Um, but getting to the three finals we got to, and then losing them, and even the I think my worst one of my worst experiences ever watching Chelsea was us losing to uh, Arsenal when Anthony Taylor committed yeah. the most ridiculous series. We of, could have won the double that year. We could have done absolutely. We absolutely. fucking blew it. It were, but also, but it was, you know, if you're being, you know, they even show the, I was watching. I, mean, I, know, we were, I know we were mugged off by some decisions, but, you yeah. know, we didn't really turn up either. I don't no, think. we didn't. Well, until the last 15 no, minutes. No, but, I agree. But, yeah. But none, nonetheless, um, uh, the, the, once you get there and you're, we're, well, that that's that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen us give in a, in a, in a cup game, I have to say, considering we were so streets ahead of that arsenal side but anyway um but yeah it's gone off the magic really i suppose that that's the that uh, that's the um um the privileged the entitled magic yeah. that we had because we were such a good good team i mean there. you know uh, for me it's the it's the it's the role of the uh, it's the it's the underdog doing well will always be the magic for well me exactly i mean i think the fact also that it's the oldest competition you know that that competition was started when the Yanks were still playing Cowboys and Indians. I mean, it's 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 over a hundred. What hundred and it's got to be a hundred and fifty getting on for now, isn't it? Yeah, Mark? yeah, eighteen eighty yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's the oldest competition in the world. It's the original competition. I, I wonder also. I mean, the other thing it was the only match that was on live TV back in the day, apart from the odd international. So you know, it kind of elevated its status. I mean, people were more fixated on trying to win the FA Cup and you'd always be remembered for winning the FA Cup, but not the league. I mean, it, it's... I remember the, the Blackpool captain saying it was the pinnacle yeah. when they'd had the Matthews final, but the pinnacle of playing his football career. It was considered actually better than winning the league. Well, exactly. It's sent, it's set, well, it was a centrepiece occasion at Wembley, of course, when, yeah. when that was a rare thing. You only played at Wembley if you were an international player and very few players were international players. So, and I think that the other thing, like Brian Clough never winning an FA Cup you know I mean that you know you can be really 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 good and still never win it I mean I, I think that that's why it's such a beautiful competition I wonder if our love of the FA Cup our generation particularly is forged by the fact that Chelsea won the FA Cup in 70 at, at a time well I mean you're a bit older than us JK but we were kind of coming into to, to knowing about football and and then we didn't win it for 27 years so, so you know it's like, well, what? Come on, when are we going to win it? When are we going to? And and so it becomes almost like a, a, a like Moby Dick, you know. It's it's like chasing a dream, isn't it? Uh, and then of course we've completely put that on its head by being, I mean, the most successful cup side or FA Cup side in the millennium. I would have thought, if you include our, our runners-up appearances as well. 
Um, we've absolutely, you know, monstered it, uh, which is so far away from what we grew up with. I mean, it's, I, I just love it. I think it's so, so important. I get the right hump if we go out, you know, and I, and I agree with you, JK, the joy you experience when you win it and you're there. Nothing, yeah. nothing beats it. Really doesn't. But also, Again, I get yeah. great. Get, sorry, Mark, I get great fun from watching a, um, um, a supposedly elite team losing to a lower side. I, I love that because that's part of the competition. That's the, yeah, that. That's expected. I want to. I, I, I'd like. To, I always want to know Bradford. What happened, Bradford. Bradford. Happened, yeah, but Brad, Bradford's one of my favourite. Bradford's one of my favourite. Weirdly, you know cup matches at the bridge and yet we got humped 4-2 by a third division side i mean i must be insane but it was the whole the, i mean I, it's probably because of that uh guess what i i was absolutely battered were you battered chidge absolutely chidge, battered. What, what, what's the phrase we're supposed to use absolutely what, you battered? Battered, yes chidge. it's been done i was oh, actually sorry, but I, I went to the pub i went to me i went to the pub the rose and i was with the lovely oh, paul paul and tritzia and uh cundy turned up and sat with us and I mean, we were absolutely just—we were in shock and appalled. It was horrible, 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 horrible. Two 0 up to lose four two to a third division side under Mourinho of all people. And anyway, in walks into this pub. No, staggers into the pub because actually these two chaps were absolutely battered, and they were from Bradford. How battered were they, Chidge? Absolutely battered, mate. Absolutely battered. Anyway, they were from Bradford, and I don't think I've ever seen two supporters from an opposition team that had played at Chelsea so ecstatically joyous and drunk on it they were they they were absolutely battered, as I said but they didn't need to have had anything to drink because they were that high on what had just happened and what they witnessed they had no concept of the fact that they had just stumbled into a Chelsea pub who might all be very very pissed off and you couldn't you couldn't do anything but fall in love with them and they came towards us and they saw us sitting there and this just shows you how absolutely battered they were because they came up to me and they said, hey up, mate, you're, you're Jason Kundi, aren't you? So, <laughs> so, of course, I said yes. At which point, Jason's absolutely falling off the, the chair, wetting himself with laughter. But we bought them drinks. They bought us drinks. I mean, they, they were just so happy. It was infectious. It rubbed. So by the time we left the pub, we'd forgotten that we got humped 4-2 by a third division side in the FA Cup. It just made you realise what football is about again. You know, wonderful. I should have added jumpers for goalposts, shouldn't I, for effect, really? But anyway, uh, that's what I said at the start. I was about to go full on Ron manager, and I think also it's like um, in terms of the FA Cup because it is a knockout competition. You know, there's no group stage, and I think that was the worst thing that happened to the Champions League. You know, they made it sort of group stages. It only got exciting, you know, once you hit the knockout stage. Because the FA Cup is straight knockout, I think the other part of about that is the draw. You know, the, the the jeopardy attached to a draw and who you're going to actually come out against. Millwall away. And... <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah, every, every single year, um, and that is one of the funny parts about social media, every single year the draw's being made, someone posts that Millwall away from half know, the yeah. Yes, fucking yes. Yes, yeah. fucking yes. Yeah, fucking yes. <laughs> but it is, um, you know, you're sitting there, I know you watch it now, but I think it was, you know, better with radio, shall we say, because you couldn't physically see what was happening when they were drawing yeah. the balls out of the velvet bag at Lancaster Gate. And there was sort of something special in that on a sort of Monday morning when they did it on Mondays at about 10 o'clock. Oh, it's diminished it for me not having that. It was always yeah. 12.30 on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 12.30, sorry, not 10. Yeah. On the wireless. And, and then you, 
So down on the white, yeah, you'd listen to your desk at school, under the desk, you'd yeah. listen to it. Yeah. With, with, with yeah, that's exactly. And you could exactly. then announce to everybody, oh, we've drawn, we've drawn Liverpool, oh, girl, fantastic, yeah, wow. Or, uh, yes, fucking yes. Anyway, I, I don't know about you two, but this has really whetted my appetite, so we're going to be talking about Chelsea versus Preston North Eve, tomorrow. Uh, the match tomorrow, of course, in a minute. But before we do that... Uh, Mark mentioned it earlier, and I think if I'm right, I could be correct in saying uh, the new uh, edition of CFC UK is available at the stall tomorrow, right? Yes, the new new edition is out. Yes, indeed. Uh, there we go. Mine's entitled "Bad Business." Uh, what's yours, Mark? Oh, I can't remember what the title is, but what I what I've done. Oh, and I know I've I've taken a title of a song by the Who. I, uh, I had enough, uh, and I was talking about. Um, and I've just given the example now: the Sunderland game. Did I ever get to a point supporting Chelsea where I physically had enough? <laughs> yeah, I'd seen it, you know, uh, and that's the only time I ever got close to it when we got knocked out of the six rounds, coming back from Roker Park, yeah. thinking, having done this for 22 years now, and as you mentioned it earlier, that eternal holy grail, chasing that FA Cup yeah. victory because we were too young to go to Wembley in 1970 and thinking... Why do I put myself through this? Why do I do? Well, this? I think people generally thought the... they would never happen after that, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. You sort of think because you'd had it two two years running. Uh, I know it was the League Cup the year before, but we'd had two years running where we'd got through to the latter stages of a cup competition, and the year before it had been Sheffield Wednesday when we got knocked out in the semi final. When I think most people, including ourselves, having put Tottenham out in the quarterfinals, thought we were bound to get a Wembley. And we just had to turn up and we'd win. And then lo and behold, a year later, we draw Sunderland in the sixth round of the FA Cup. We play them on a Monday night. So we already knew, because the draw had been made, that Norwich was waiting for us in the yeah. semi-final. I know. So again, we thought, you know, we just had to beat Sunderland. We were 1-0 up, Clive Allen. So I talk about Clive Allen in this um, feature I do for CFC UK as well. And then John Byrne pops up with about 10 minutes to go and heads it past Kevin Hitchcock. And then we went up to Roker Park and Mr. Norman in goal for Sunderland probably never had a better game in his life. And you're right, you come out there thinking, we're never going to win anything. Yeah, it was awful. Because again, that's also the beauty beauty about the FA Cup. Most times, most teams, you haven't got a cat and hell chance of winning the league. Most teams haven't. It's been the same teams that won the league, a small group of them, over the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, so this is your best chance of glory, yep. the, the FA Cup. And that's why the FA Cup was also important as well. It was indeed. Right, you can get your CFC UK at the, uh, uh, you know, the store, which is opposite Fulham Broadway. So go and say hello to Marco and Dave. Mark's often around, loitering around. Me too. Chuckles, of course. Loads of lovely people there. Um, so it's a good place to meet up, really. But buy, get yourself a copy, if or from one of the sellers, who are usually around uh, the Fulham Road going, uh, hurry up, it's only a pound. And... Uh, if you can't be at the match and you can't get a copy of the fanzine, do not panic. You can actually subscribe to CFC UK by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And uh, if you pay via PayPal 20 quid for the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid for the rest of the world, you will get a hard copy in the post every month or every month when it's uh, being published, obviously. I think there are about eight a year. Uh, you could also get it digitally if you'd rather have it like that. And then you'll get uh, like a, a PDF uh, file of the whole fanzine emailed to you every month that'll cost you six quid or a pound each so there you go and uh, another thing that we are very big fans of of course is the chelsea pitch owners 
which basically means you uh, will uh, have a share of the freehold of the stadium and uh, of course it protects the stadium from uh, being sold from under our feet to a property developer or things like that. Uh, but I mean the basic thing is it gives you a say in what happens to the future of the stadium, the ground um, in an uncertain world and uh, not to be sniffed at as most uh, clubs do not have this. So there we go. Shares are priced between about 110 quid for an electronic share up to about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. Mark? You just reminded me, again, if you're a Chelsea pitch owner, you should have had your invitation invitation to the AGM, which is on the 19th of January at 2pm. Yeah, I don't know if I can go, so I'm going to have to vote uh, remotely. But there you go. I must go find my pack. But again, if people can't make it, Again, if you're a CPO shareholder, this is also the point. Um, you get a chance to vote at the AGM. So either you do it in person or you, know, you send your vote in. Do exercise your right to vote. Absolutely right. Good good words there, Mark. Right, now we'll be back uh, for part two when we're going to preview the Chelsea versus Preston Norther. I'm just going to call them PNE. It's a bloody mouthful. Chelsea versus PNE coming up in part two. We'll see you in a sec. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. JK. Yes, Chich. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well... I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great, but uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Um, now, uh, we've also got Mark Wickham with uh, Mark, I, I Honestly, my brain Mark is... Mark Wickham. I know, Mark Wickham. Mark it's, Wickham. I know. You know I didn't change the the person at the top, so it's confused me. And it is, in fact, Mark Meehan. Uh, very no, I huge that, apologies, yeah. Mark. You, you've, got, you've, got, you've got Martin Wickham at the top. And the other thing, um, you said that next week's show's on Tuesday... And I think we're looking back at the Luton game. I, I I wonder if I actually I didn't send you the wrong one because you clearly know about the the the, the Bing thing. But I've uh, I've got I've got always, it right. I always read the script. Yeah. yeah, I've got it right in my version. 
So yeah. maybe I don't know what happened there. Fucking Intro weird. And outro. Yeah, no. I, I, I've definitely got it right on mine. But anyway, yeah. where were we? Oh, I know, the, the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show. Uh, and of course, in part two, or the bit where we preview the actual match, we always start with what, JK? Oh, the lineup. Yes, <laughs> the lineup. <laughs> lineup. Mm. Right, okay, I kind of gave you a bit of a, a clue earlier on, didn't I? But I. I I think he's going to be really hampered by injuries, actually. So I've gone for this. Um, because I think he's going to rest Silver, and I hope he does, and because Badia Shield is still unfit, I think he will go, and of course Cucurella is, and Shilwell, and Uncle Tom Cobley and all, I think he might actually start Matson as the left-back in this... this Because I know, I know we think he doesn't really like him, but I think he might start him in this one because I don't think he has much choice because I think he will put Colwell and Dezazi together at centre-back. And Gilchrist, I think, will start as the right-back because I think he'll probably want to rest Gusto because Gusto, you know, he's kind of carrying an injury, I think. So I think that'll be your back four. There are no options in midfield other than who are fit other than Caicedo or Gallagher. I mean, he might, he might start Fernandes, but again, I think Fernandes is carrying an injury. So... I think I think Caicedo might be too. I think Gallagher might be too, but I just really can't see what the solution is. So I've stuck with Caicedo and Gallagher. Um, I you, you can't not start Palmer, um, even if you wanted to rest him. He's just too good. So I, basically, I would have Palmer in the kind of a number ten-ish role uh, or the more advanced uh, midfielder, and I would have basically pretty much what I had last week, funnily enough, and got wrong. But I would have Madueke on the right because I think he's. Uh, <coughs> He's in good shape after the Luton match. I would I would have Mudrick on the left, actually, because I think, you know, rest Sterling. Uh, and, of course, there is no other option other than Brozier up front, it, it being that we think that Nkunku is also carrying an injury. So I think, you know, all this loving about, well, he'll play Matos, um, he'll play Castle Dean. I'm not really sure if I'm seeing that. I mean, Matos would be midfield, wouldn't he? Yeah, and so would uh, And so would Castle Dean. Don't see it myself. But uh, I've been proven wrong most weeks, so we shall see. But that's what I would go with. JK. Oh. <laughs> um, it was interesting. Uh, all the rumours this week have been about Matson going to Dortmund, haven't they? Yeah. Um, uh, and apparently he's earned it. And so the, the pressure's gone off. The focus has gone off, Connor, about the player they're going to sell. And it's now Matson who um, uh, has established that he didn't want to go to Burnley and has established that he's not getting much of a of a game but he's it's been a bit difficult for Matson, hasn't it because he's he's been a kind of um play anywhere kind of sub which has helped Poch but I don't think has helped Matson. but I don't think he's going to play left back it's interesting isn't it that Cucurella is never mentioned nobody ever says how's Cucurella will he be playing so obviously he's not figuring in in many people's psyches as to whether he should be playing um playing first team football for Chelsea that's my view anyway uh, I think he'll play um Cole Willers left back I think he'll play um, Gilchrist as a uh, central defender and he'll play um, uh, De Sazi as right back. Uh, does that mean we want one left? No, I, I, I think he'll pick Gusto, actually. It probably means we've now got too many players and playing 12, but you know, um, I, I, I don't think he'll drop Gusto. Uh, I know he's been prone to injury a bit, but I think he's getting back into it, you know, and I, I'm, I, if he's... If his idea is that he, as he said in the press conference, only one or two will change, um, 
uh, from what he said in the press conference, I would be surprised if he plays Sterling. And I think Sterling is on the naughty step, as you said, Chidge. That's uh, why he didn't play last week. You can't drop Medweke, who was scored a fabulous goal and was really a live wire. Uh, um, you can't drop Palmer. I think he'd play Palmer, Caicedo and Gallagher. But um, is it, is, he, he might play Santos. Who's the other one? Matos, you said. He might play one of them. Yeah, Matos and Castle, Dean. I mean, the, the reason I say I, I that is that they both the, they've both been on the bench recently. No, they, no, but Matt, but Matos. Matos has gone to Huddersfield on loan, hasn't he, Mark? Yeah, Matos yeah. has gone to Huddersfield I mean, today. Today, actually. so he he won't be playing. Yeah, but Santos is the one I mentioned, who's there at the moment. I think he might get may play him. He may bit from the beginning. But um, if we're to pay attention to what he said, he's only going to make one or two changes from the team that played Luton. He's going to keep Broya. Obviously, he can't play Jackson because he's away. Um, to me, he'll play Mudrick. I think to absolutely agree with you. Play Mudrick and Medweke. Uh, I just it's the defence will be the thing. If he if he doesn't play Silver, Colwell he plays Colwell at left back. Um, Gilkus could come across with Disazi, and then you play Gusto. So I think it just might be that he only plays Gilchrist and he plays him central defender. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to me, I've only made one or two changes there. I mean, Matson and Gilchrist effectively coming in for Gusto and Silver. You know, uh, yes, because I, I spoke a kind of all the way around it, and in the end, only did two different two changes. So I'm being fair to you. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think he has much choice. I really don't. Really? I mean, what what do you reckon, Mark? I think the goalkeeper's certain to start. <laughs> Uh, well, he's only game up played better than Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Bergstrom, uh, I'd say, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have Petrovic in goal. I'd have Gilchrist at right back. Dizazi and Colwell as sent back. So I agree 100% with you. Logic says if you've got nobody else and Chilwell's not there and Cucurella's not there and Uncle Tom Gobbley and everybody else isn't there, you would have to play Matson, but he's had so many chances to play Matson at left back this season and not play mm. Matson at left back and brings him on and plays him right in midfield. I think he'll play Gusto at left back tomorrow because I'm I'm with JK. Gusto has to play, so I think he'll play Gilchrist on the right and play Gusto on the left. I think it's likely that Gallagher, Palmer, and Casado will play, but and maybe he'll be on the bench. I think Leo Castle dying. What do you think we'll get a game at some point? If he doesn't necessarily start, will he come on? He oh. makes me feel very, very old because I know his old man, Stuart. He used to play for Wimbledon. And do you know who his mum is? I don't. Well, Mrs. Castle Dean. <laughs> Mrs. Castle Dean um, present home, Homes Under the Hammer. No way. Yeah, yeah we're Dion Dublin and uh, Martin, what's his name? But also his mum. Do you remember um, Chesney Hawks? Yeah, uh, the one and only. Yeah, Leo Castledean's mum was in Chesney Hawks's one and only video with her sister, Saffron Sprackling. Who, who was Saffron Sprackling? The lead singer of. I haven't got a fucking Scooby, mate. Republica. <laughs> no way. Yes way. No way. Bloody hell. So you know. He, he, he's got music in his family and television in his family. And, and obviously, you remember his dad playing for Wimbledon. I think is he'll probably he, come on as some. Is it Holmes Under the Hammer recently or the original presenter, the original woman? The blonde. Oh, it's, it's certainly the blonde that does Holmes. I haven't watched it for a while because I know it's on in the morning. But uh, she was certainly doing it when Dion Dublin was doing it. Yeah. 
and Martin, whose name can't remember his surname. They, they yeah, were yeah, the trio, yeah, there was an original the trio when it originally it. started. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a blonde girl who was a friend of my mate Joe. That's sort all. Of yeah, I it's like Lucy Alexander is his mum, so she's the one doing Homes Under the Hammer. Yeah. Oh, I think it's her I then. Can yeah. Google see if she's still doing it. Yeah. So I think. Oh, no, no, it's not. No, she's, on... it's not her then because she's not doing it anymore. Right. Oh, she's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the midfield picked itself up front. I think you've got to go at Madawaki. I think you've got to go at Mudrick. You've got to go with Brozier. There ain't nobody else, mate. You've got, you, you've got to go with Brozier. Um, but um, what if... He you know, plays Sterling if, up there. I'm coming to that. What if, you know, bearing in mind Jackson is not around for a month, that Brozier got injured against Preston tomorrow? Well, it... And we don't then have a striker against Middlesbrough and then Fulham next Saturday. So I might think Pocho, Pocho will throw a curveball and he'll either play Sterling or more than likely play Washington up front in the first half. I hadn't thought about this, that. This is thinking out of the box, isn't yeah. it? This is... I'm thinking out of the box on this one. Yeah, Logic would say you play Matson, and Logic says you play Brozier. So I'd agree with Chidge on both those. I just think he'll play Gusto at left and Washington as centre forward at the start of the game. Well, he, he does like. Brozier to... might finish the game. Yeah. yeah. He does like to throw a curveball. You're, you're dead right. Yeah. He, he always yeah. does, doesn't he? So, yeah. Okay. Well, we will see. We will see at half past four tomorrow at the precise time that I will be arriving uh, in a horse drawn state carriage with JK to Aussies. Uh, have we got together at half four, haven't we? Have I got to meet you at half four? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I won't be late. I'll, uh, I'll... It'll be one of those. Um, it'll be one of those sedan chairs that's okay. Got two two people in uh, in livery at the front and the back. Like it. Like it. Will we be kind of dressed up like seventeenth uh, century dandies with a little kind of love? Spot? No, they will. They I was will. Hoping we would get to wear wigs yeah. and and stockings and things if you'd like. Yeah. You have to. You have to wear a cravat. You could be my King George to my Blackadder. Mark Mark could be Samuel Johnson. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Not for the first time, probably about the five millionth time on this here show. Um, we will see tomorrow, won't we? I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. Um, it's always quite intriguing on a cup match. Now, let's have a chat about Preston North End. I did try, by the way, to get an opposition view, right? You would have thought, you know... Well, have, you'd have thought they'd have been throwing themselves well, down yeah. the stairs to be on our show. Well, you would have thought that, wouldn't you? And uh, I only found one podcast that was still going that they do. I'm not even convinced they do. I, I emailed them. I messaged them on Twitter. Did I get a fucking response? Did I fuck? So they can fuck off, basically. Anyway, um, I'm now going to be nice about Preston North End because actually they are what we would like to call a Werther's original. They were one of the founders of the league. They have an absolutely stonkingly great history, this club. They are a proper bloody club, Preston North End. Um, as I said, they were a founder member of the Football League in 1988. Uh, in the 1988-89 season, this is the inaugural league championship. They won both the title and the FA Cup, uh, the latter without conceding a goal. They were the first team to achieve the double in English football. Um, and they remembered as the Invincibles. So there we go. Um and anyway, until about 1961, they were usually members of the First Division, but uh, they got relegated in 60-61, and they've never been in the top <laughs> flight since. Uh, and of course, their most famous, most famousest player ever is the wonderful Tom Finney, 
and he joined the club as a teenager in 1938. But get this, he didn't make his first team debut until 1946 because of the Second World War. Um, so it puts some of our kind of academy players' woes into perspective, doesn't it? Um, but he's, he was the club's top goal scorer. He got 187 goals from 433 appearances, and of course he scored 30 goals for England in 76 appearances. And there are those amongst us who will know and who have been there up to Deepdale before that there is a statue of Tom Finney, uh, you know, outside the Tom Finney stand. And it's known as the Splash, or the Tom Finney Splash. It's a very, very famous photograph. Um, and it's it's basically somebody coming in for a sliding tackle, and he's evaded them. He's kind of like, you know when you go around a corner on a motorbike, he's like in that kind of pose with the ball. But the interesting thing about that is the photograph was taken at Stamford Bridge in 1956. I thought it was Ron Harris coming in no. on the tackle, wasn't it? No, wasn't it Ron? it's. Uh, I no. can tell you who it is because uh, I cannot tell a lie in my George or da- is it David Washington style? Uh, because I didn't know this, but Nathan Peter Sillett. Nope, it's not him. Uh, it is. It is Wally Bellett. Blimey, blimey! I think we won one nil. I mean, again, Nathan will. Uh, correct me if i'm if i'm telling porkies uh you know so there you go so there's the, that that would, i thought that might amuse you and interest you at the moment they're 14th in the championship they've uh, played 26 won 10 drawn 5 lost 11 goals scored 31 goals against 44 uh and they got 35 points so i would say they're middling at the moment uh their top goal scorer is a guy called will Keane, six goals two assists from 19 matches and then dwayne holmes milutan osmaich and alan brown have all got four so, uh, I mean, they, as I said, they're quite middling. Going back to their history, I mean, I've just told you they won the, the FA Cup and the league uh, title in 88-89. They then won the league again the following year in 89 uh, But they only, they've only won uh, two FA Cups, the last of which was in 37-38. Uh, but they've won, as I said, two FA Cups, two league titles. They were Division One runners-up six times and FA Cup runners-up five times. So, you know, as I said, this is a club with history. And their last five matches, uh, they lost uh, 2-0 to Sunderland on New Year's Day. It was on the telly, I think. Uh, they lost 1-0 at home to Sheffield Wednesday. They beat Dirty Leeds 2-1. We love them for that on Boxing Day. Uh, they lost against Swansea away 2-1. And they got humped by Watford 5-1 at home. So their recent form ain't too clever. Uh, and, uh, in fact, their cup form is not too great either, actually. Um where, where we go? They've won only one of their last five away games, drawn one and lost three. Uh, they've lost each of their last three FA Cup away games, all of them against sides also in the Championship at the time. So they were in the 1961 FA Cup final. They were, and they lost to Tottenham. Oh dear, that's a shame. And then they've never been in the top flight since. Yeah. So it's the same kind of year. They must have got relegated that that year as well. Jesus, that's rough. Losing it's a bit like Middlesbrough, isn't it? Losing a FA Cup final and getting relegated. Can't think who did that to them. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, Mark uh, and JK, actually, you may be aware of this. Um, we've played some very. Inter- I mean, we played them in the cup four times, basically, as far as I can see. It might be more than that. I, I, there's, there was something that tells me this. If I can whiz down. Yes, I think we played them earlier than this in the early 1900s, but in recent times, we played them in 2010 uh, when we won away 2-0. I think that was after the John Terry gate, you know, the the uh, the Anton Ferdinand issue, because 
I remember people saying that he shouldn't play, and he played, and he and he had an absolute storming game. I think I watched that in um, the Fox and Hounds in uh, in Studio City in LA. Pretty sure I did. Uh, we beat them three one in the cup at home in two thousand and two. Jimmy and I just scored, I think, and then we played them in sixty nine, where we drew nil nil up there and one two one at home. But Tim wrote an excellent article about this. And by the way, people, if you want to check this out, Tim often does this uh, for every match. Uh, he writes a blog for the fabulous uh, ChelseaHeritagePartnership.com website. Um, and Mark is actually, because he's such a he's such a smart ass. he's actually holding up the programmes from both of the matches. I've I done want, my research. I know. I've got, well, the, I've got the pro. I read Tim's article today and dug, dug the programmes out. So I've got the postponed game and the, the rearranged game that kicked off on a Monday afternoon at... 3 p.m. Well, do you want to do you want to tell the story of it? I mean, you know, the nil-nil was a bit turgid, wasn't it? Yeah, we sort of, we, we we drew up there. Then we replayed Stamford Bridge. So it's quite an interesting stat about this game as well. Is we replayed at Stamford Bridge on the the Wednesday night, and Peter Bonetti made his 400th first team appearance for Chelsea. And in this particular game, Chelsea were winning two nil 15 minutes ago, uh, and then there was a power failure. Um, so they did what they could to obviously get the floodlights back on, but then the game was cancelled and it was rearranged for this Monday afternoon. So Peter Benetti actually made his 400th first interference for Chelsea twice because the first one obviously struck off the record. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking to see in the programme what the crowd was because I've got the... Um, about 35,000. It was about 35,000, yeah, because I've got the programme from the Stoke City fifth round cup game because clearly that that was the the following saturday um yeah 36522 on a monday afternoon with a 3 p.m kickoff so clearly a lot of kids bunked off school that day apparently there was a lot, a lot of, of stomach bugs off. in west london that day big outbreak i was going to say uh, there was a lot of people who just didn't feel well after lunch and uh, uh, skipped school or work that afternoon. Well, he's got um, a, he's got a grin on his face, the size of a Cheshire cat, which is telling actually, everybody bunk, he bunked off did school. Bunk didn't, off? Did you bunk off school, J.K.? <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> Come on, that. tell us tell us what happened. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I sat in the north stand. I remember, yeah. and uh, and the rickety old thing, the rickety one, the one that just yeah, if, if you if you all stamped together, you could make it wobble and. Uh, <laughs> It was all, when, it, when it got very windy, it was slightly scary. And I kept thinking, he's going to blow down this. Eventually, it'll blow down. Um, uh, yeah, we were all over them and they were 1 0 up. And then we scored bizarrely two goals in the last two minutes. I don't quite know how we did it. But um, uh, yeah, there was great rear guard, guard action by them. You know, as usual, like, all I can remember is flashes of uh, the joy of us winning. I have no idea who scored the goals or how they happened, but I remember us winning 2 1. Um, and yeah, somehow I'd bunk. I think I'd just taken the day off school and decided to that was it. Um, I think we automatically got, if we'd had tickets for the first one, you automatically got a ticket for the second one in the same one. So I was in the North Stand for the first game when the floodlights went. Um, actually, that's rubbish. I would have been in my dad's seat if I'd gone. Actually, I don't know. He might have gone. If he went, um, he might have got me a ticket for the North Stand. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't. Well, I don't know why I'm even speculating. But. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was great fun to have been at the rearranged. It was like like being on holiday with all the number of kids who were there. There were there were thousands of kids there to take the day off. Fantastic, Brilliant. fantastic. Brilliant. fantastic. 
I think the, the other thing to add, Chidge, is um, having been 2-0 up with 15 minutes to go in the first game, Preston North End scored an early goal in the first half in the, the Monday replay. Yeah. And the game went into the latter stages and we got two goals in, in the, the final minute. minute of the game. Yeah. Had not Preston out of the cup. Yeah, David Webb and Charlie Cook got the goals, two in a minute. So that must have been an absolute choke for Preston. Yeah. Well, but it was we a bit joyous for the people watching as yeah, well. In the last minute, both well, of them. For those of, for those who were still there, apparently quite a no, lot of people went we, back no, to work. Weirdly enough, weirdly enough, um, very few people left because we were absolutely all over them. Yeah, that's the memory I have. It was just like a procession. It was like watching Luton play us the right. other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely non-stop, and we couldn't score, and it was near miss after near miss. Then finally, a goal went in. Huge relief because obviously we thought, well, we're not going to lose it now. And then immediately, I think their heads had just gone down because you know they that they they'd been so resolute for most of the game. We scored again immediately. Oh, I, thought, oh, I remember actually saying, "Have we scored again?" I think it was too far, long way. We scored again for fuck's sake. We've won it. Um, I didn't say for fuck's sake because I was a child. But I went, "Oh goodness me, have we won it?" How brilliant! Um, it makes me think I was with somebody. Yeah. Am I, oh. I can't remember. Anyway, one of, one, one of your chums from school who you bumped off school. With. It may be them, yeah. Anyway, bringing it. We've, we've sagged off. We've sagged off school. There's a great picture from the Daily Mirror from that game, and Charlie Cook's putting the ball in the net from an Alan Birchall cross. Who's trying to clear the ball off the line? Is Charlie Cook trying to put it in? I didn't realise he played for Preston in this game. Just seeing the photo now. No, Art I Kendall. Didn't. Archie Gemmell. Archie Gemmell. Uh, yeah, uh, he hit the bar too, didn't Archie he? Archie Gemmell played for Preston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play for yeah. Good knowledge. Right now, bringing it up to date. Uh, this lot. Oh, sorry, sorry. Got, oh, you got, got more? Sorry, there was one other thing. Now, there's one other thing. Just wanted to say about Preston North End. Obviously, you said about the first double winners and the Invincibles. So they were the first Invincibles, not the ones who claim it. In I said that. Um, I said that earlier. Didn't I know. I? So I said that. I know. But I, I wanted to throw it in then. But you, 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 you were in good flow. So they were the first Invincibles, yeah. as you said. The other thing. Um, they weren't they hanging on for draws, in other words. No, no. The other thing they had in common, obviously, they, they yeah, doing the double and, and being invincible, is and I didn't realise this, and I just looked up on Preston North End today. During the height of the suffragette movement, oh yeah, they tried to burn Preston yeah. North End's ground down. Yeah, and yeah. they were foiled doing it, so they went and burnt Arsenal's ground down. I know, I noticed that. Yeah, and Blackburn, <laughs> and Blackburn. I'd noticed. Blackburn. So that would have been that would have been in Woolwich. It was Woolwich. They burned yeah. the ground down in Woolwich. Yes, indeed. How funny. And they were also sponsored by Tenants Lager. Okay, that's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, bringing yeah. it uh, up to date, they're, they're bringing uh, 6,000 of them uh, tomorrow. So that means they've got the whole of the shed. Uh, they're going to be bang up for it. I mean, I, I, I read Ryan Lowe's press conference about it, and uh, he got a lot of stick, actually, because they lost to Sunderland and... Uh, they asked him about this match, and he said, I'm not even thinking about it. I don't know. He, he was quite dismissive about it, and they got on his case a bit. But even so, he, it was all full of, I just want everybody to enjoy the day out. So I kind of wondered if they were, you know, really going into this with the right mentality. I mean, it, it, it's kind of primed for a, you've had your day out, now fuck off home, isn't it, really, in a sense. Um, they've got Robbie Brady. Was he getting stick the other week? Yeah, yeah he, he was. was getting stick the other week because they, they lost 5-1 at home at Preston. Well, yeah. Uh, so Watford. maybe that's why he's playing Watford. down as well. Oh, sorry, Watford. Yeah. Preston lost 5-1 at home to Watford, yeah. He yeah. was getting stick um, from the local press. 
Yeah. But, you know, uh, they've got Robbie Br- uh, Brady, who we'll know from his days at Burnley. He also played at Norwich, of course. I'm not sure if he's fit at the moment. Uh, Ched Evans plays for them. Now, as we all know, a, ra- a rather interesting character, a man convicted of rape, if you recall, when he was at Sheffield United. But um, also recently had a not just a career-threatening injury, but a life-threatening injury. He had a spinal issue, apparently. Uh, so, you know, he's back uh, for them, I think. So it's going to be interesting. I don't really know much about them in terms of their, their players and all of that kind of stuff yet, which is why it would have been nice to have an opposition view if they'd had the fucking minerals, but clearly not. Anyway, um, here's a question for you, JK. I'm going to ask the question that Alex uh, Crook asked of Pochettino. Uh, to see how good your memory is. How important uh, is the FA Cup for Chelsea and Pochettino? And us. I think we know the answer to us, so you don't even have to answer that. I think he said in the press conference it's it's very important because it mm. uh, it's an access to Europe, isn't it? Mm. Yes, another one, another route, because I think, as he said, you know, actually, he quite bravely said we're uh, still in all three main competitions, which is true. But I don't think we're going to win the league, Poch, even in our wildest dreams. No, I, I actually think he said we're not going to win the league. Did he not He did, say actually. That? No, he did, to be yeah. fair. He did, to be yeah. fair. He did, to be yeah. fair. So it is it is important Mark uh, you know I mean how important It's very it's very important and it's a bit like we were talking about the the Carabao Cup the other week and we've still got a very good chance of winning that irrespective of everything that's gone on on and off the pitch the last 12 to 18 months and obviously Pochettino the last 6 months winning is a good habit and winning a trophy early on in your first year as manager, isn't a bad start. So I think it's important for Pochettino. But I think it's all important for the fans as well. We've had a bit of a lean period over the last few years. We also had, and we talked about those FA Cup finals earlier, the last three times we've been to uh, Wembley in the FA, and we had the same, you know, losing in the Carabao Cup, losing at Liverpool twice one season. We've lost four out of the last five FA Cup finals we've had. So it would be nice to get back to Wembley and get back to Wembley and win. I'll take the Carabao Cup, but I would dearly love to win the FA Cup. I mean, you know, that that's a really important, say that word again, point, because um, it's very... I mean, we were saying it earlier on, weren't we? We've won eight FA Cups. We, we, we're we probably the most successful uh, FA Cup side in, in the millennium, you know, in this in this century, because... We've won a lot of them and we've also, well, we've won six of them, in fact, and we've been in as, almost as many finals. So it's it's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, Chelsea's FA Cup record is superb. But I did say, as a caveat on that, but that was then. And, and really what I was thinking is, well, we're not that behemoth of a side that wins trophies for fun anymore. But actually... It's a very good point that you make, Mark, which is we've not exactly covered ourselves in glory the last four times, well, losing four out of five is, uh, as uh, as Oscar Wilde might have said, to lose one is, uh, what does he say, JK? Importance of being earnest. Um, to lose one is unfortunate. To lose two well, is... I can't remember. He's, he's supposed to be an actor. He's supposed to be I an know. actor. Anyway, well, whatever. It's not clever losing four out of five finals so you know maybe our, it's, our, to our, lose one may be regarded as a misfortune that's right to lose both looks like carelessness carelessness indeed so losing four i don't know what is a fucking disgrace <laughs> mate but, but but also if you think about it as well 
And we were talking about our good friend, Mr. Taylor, earlier. If you look back at some of those yeah, finals we had at Wembley, I know. we've been on the raw We were mugged off. Bloody yeah. awful decisions. Arsenal yeah. twice. Liverpool. Leicester. Leicester. Fuck's sake, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, hey, we're getting ahead of ourselves here because we're talking about we FA are. Cup finals, and this is the third round. Um, I mean, you know, if you compare and contrast the form, as I was saying earlier on, I mean, you know, Preston haven't been too clever recently at all. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot better. I mean, we, we're now unbeaten in our in our uh, last six home matches. Uh, one five drawn one. We haven't lost an FA Cup at Stamford Bridge since February 2019, which, of course, this game I remember vividly. It was 2-0 uh, to Man United under Sarri. This is the one and only time I have ever stormed out of Stamford Bridge before the final whistle. And I will tell you why. On 80 minutes, on, I was not absolutely battered. That was the first thing. I was definitely not absolutely battered. Basically, we're 2-0 down. It's the FA Cup, which we've all been saying for ages and ages and ages is really important. Remember the, the season before we were holders at the time. And chasing a game, Sarri substitutes Aspilicueta for Zappacosta. Doesn't bring on an attacking player. Doesn't bring on somebody who could get a goal. He brings on... Zappacosta for Aspilicueta, at which point I got up at my seat in gate 17, absolutely spewed forth vitriol and sweariness to that fucking fag-eating twat, and I stormed out of the stadium. I thought, I'm not watching this shit anymore. If you're going to do that, what is the fucking point? I remember sharing your dismay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think I shouted from my position. What the fuck have you done? I didn't, wouldn't have said fuck because I'd have been ejected. Yes. Um, what on earth have you done, Sari? I would have said in Excuse my Excuse me, point. Mr. Sari, but could you explain exactly. to me what is going on here? Could you explain, please, Mr. Fag Eater? No, Mr. Cigarette Muncher, could you explain to me why you have made a like-for-like -like substitution with one of them a very bad player indeed? Because mm. um, you have to speak like that in, uh, in the posh seats. So there we go. So that was the last uh, cup match, FA Cup match at Stamford Bridge that we lost. Um, as if by some bizarre quirk of fate, uh, we last lost an FA Cup third round, third round tie at home in January 1998, which of course was the 5-3 against Man United. Yes. Which is one of the most bonkers games I think I have ever seen. We were 5-0 down at halftime, weren't we? Were we? Is my memory playing tricks on me? Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. We got three goals it, back, it, and it was a kind of fifteen-minute period where we looked as, looked as if they might, we might uh, draw level. It was three 0 at half time. It three wasn't five 0 at half time. But we were five. We were five 0 down with fifteen minutes to go. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a man who the anniversary of of his death is today, isn't it? Jean Luc Vialli came on and absolutely ran riot, didn't he? In those last fifteen minutes, yep. yeah, what a yes, player he, he was! What a player he was! So there we go. So, I mean, I think the runes of that is that we shouldn't be losing third round, round ties uh, at home to anybody. So I would have thought that we should go into this match with caution. We all remember Bradford, but optimism that we should get the job done, really, JK? Yeah, I can't see us losing. Yeah, yeah. confident. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Confident? Yes, yeah, let's let's be cautiously confident. It's, it's the FA Cup third round. Let's go and beat Preston North End tomorrow and hope for a decent draw 
in the fourth round. Yeah. Millwall away. Yes, fucking yes. <laughs> fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall imagine see. Imagine if that actually happens. Yeah, that I know. video will just be. It will, I know. It will go mental. It won't will it? take off. You'll go mad. Yeah. So, you're going to put a number on it then? 3 1 to Chelsea. JK? Yeah, three one. Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling three one as well. Actually, so we're all going to say three one, which I like tremendously. Right now, it is time for they played for both, uh, and apparently, boys, uh, eleven players have represented <laughs> eleven. Well, this is good. We had thirty odd. We had forty odd the other way. I thought I was going to be here all bloody night while these idiots tried to. Probably you know. playing for the Invincibles in Preston in eighteen eighty nine. Well, <laughs> eleven players have represented both Chelsea and Preston North End during their careers, and in well, um, off you go. There are eleven. You should. Is there how many? How many should we know? If, I know three straight away. I have heard personally. I have heard of one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so all the rest are eighteen eighty nine then. Nope. No, because we weren't. Well, we let JK then. go first. Yeah, and JK could do his Derek Kevin <laughs> Graham's day sessions. <laughs> <laughs> See if any of them are in there. There's one player Maybe. on here who has definitely been on before. Tony Godden. No. Uh, okay, I'll do the ones I know. I know Tommy Doherty. Oh, hang on, I better get my pen. I was so well done. I was yeah, so negative, good. so negative. I thought there's no point bothering with my pen to tick it because I'm not going to get any. Uh, Tommy Doc is a no. yes. Tommy Doc is a yes. Craig Burley. Very good, very good. That's a shame because I was going to come out with my clue, which is he's an ESPN pundit and he talks absolute shit. Oh, we've got it, got it then. Yeah, and, and Scott Sinclair. They're the three I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely Scotty yeah. Sinclair. And Whatever happened to Scott Sinclair? Oh, he Never. married that um, actress from Coronation Street. <laughs> Did he really? How do you know this shit? <laughs> I carry a lot of shit around in my head. Chid, you should know that by now. And she went on, I'm a celeb, you get me out of here. I can't remember her name. but Madness. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. But I know, I know, and only because it was in our WhatsApp group this, this week, he, he didn't play for Chelsea. But Arthur Wharton did run around Stamford Bridge, and he played for Preston North End. Well, there we go. Right, so you've got you've got three. You've only got eight to go. No, uh, that's, 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 that's the three I know. Can't okay. One one half of this player might have yeah. written uh, in partnership with somebody else. Whatever happened to the likely lads? So you've got Frené. And Clement, uh-huh. Neil Clement, very good, Mark. Very good. <laughs> there's no, there's no friend to play for Chelsea. I Indeed. Yeah. Um. Oh God. I mean, how can I do clues for the? Okay, one player here. Um, he could be a big wheel. Um, Ferris. Yes. What's his first name? What's his first name? Um. Oh, no, Sunny. Sure, Sunny Boy. No, Sunny Sunny, Sunny Ray. Oh, for fuck's sake! You're useless, Jim. Jim Ferris. Yep, Jim Ferris. Uh, Jim Ferris. Jim Ferris. What year was that? Nineteen twenty twenty-one. Thirty-nine appearances. JK, you should have got that one. I should have got that. I know. I can't believe it. (laughs) Thirty-nine appearances. Oh, Godden. Excuse me. Are you sure Godden didn't play for Preston? Yes, I am fucking sure. 
What about Perry Digby? Did he play for Preston? No. The strange, Neil Sullivan. strange image in my head of played for Preston. I don't know why that is. Anyway, don't mess with Nathan on this, mate. You'll be in trouble. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Craig Burley, Neil Clement, Tommy Doherty, uh, Scott Sinclair, and Jim Ferris wheel. So, yeah. okay, this guy, okay, he was, um, he's been, you know, on the books in the academy until fairly recently, and I think he got transferred up to Celtic. Masunda. Nope. Masunda. No, I don't. I might have got that wrong. I'm sure he had a transfer up up to Scotland. His his full name would be Isaiah. Isaiah. One Isaiah than the other. For fuck's sake, Izzy Brown. Him as well. He played for um, for Luton. Yeah, I know. He, he got about for Preston. Well, I've got Nathan. Nathan he Leeds, then he's, Nathan is Nathan is in here. He he and he Paul. Play, yeah. He and Paul do this website. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, the boys are giving you a bit of a steward's inquiry here, mate. Okay. Nathan, are you sure Tony Godden didn't play for Preston? Are you fucking sure, Nathan? Is I, what they're saying. I, I would say Izzy Brown's. In, he, he he retired. He he had a career-ended injury because he was at Leeds. Yeah. Then he never. Again. You know, so, I might have got that wrong, of course, because I might have deleted it or not deleted. They might, it. He might, he might, he might have played. I don't remember him playing, but I remember him being at Leeds. Well, it's, it's odd that so he's he down the joined... bottom because they do it in alphabetical yeah. order. So why is he down the bottom, yeah. Nathan? I could, I, I could have set you up for a, a bad one here. Um, okay, this guy, uh, you might remember him. I think he was Portuguese. Oh, because <laughs> Yeah, I mean his his English name would be Philip Olive. Oh, Felipe Oliveira. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, he's quite recent, isn't he? Did he play for Preston? Well, wow. that's what it says here. Did he go on? He must have gone on loan then. Yeah, don't know. Okay. Uh... Oh, God blimey. This guy was a reserve between 78 and 81. Preston. You wouldn't want to sully his name. Chris Sully played for Preston. Yes, he did. <laughs> He's only reserved for us. Now, I mean, I'm sure Chris. I should, I, do you know what I should have got that? Because I'm sure Chris Sully was Spacker's best man. Well, there we go. I don't think you've got a hope in hell of getting the next three. So I'm just going to tell you who they are. Because yeah, and what years I, they play? I yeah. need I need a piss basically and a lie down. <laughs> and I don't want to be here all night. Much as I love your company, but this this is great. And Nathan, you're a diamond for giving me all this ancillary information. Benjamin Baker. He Benny. was known as Benny. He what? Known as Benny. Benny the Bakes. Benny the Bakes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Benny the Baker. Right. He played for Chelsea between nineteen twenty one and twenty five. He was a goalkeeper. He made ninety three appearances, thirty six clean sheets, one goal. One goal, I hear you say. The only goalkeeper to have scored a competitive goal for Chelsea. Yeah. It was a and penalty. It was, yeah, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Yeah. I who, okay, that. against yeah. who? Against who? It was Bradford he played against. Wow, yeah. Mark, well done. No, that's, that's it. I remember Benjamin Baker, who's the only goalkeeper, but yeah. I had no idea he played for Preston North End. Well, he, he scored a penalty for, for us against Bradford City on the 19th of November 1921. Yeah. He was also an England international, 
Uh, he had two yeah. caps, represented Great Britain in athletics in 1912 and the 1920 Olympics. He held the British high jump record between 1921 and 1946. What a character. He must have been a very tall man. I think so. This is why they actually his nickname was actually Benjamin Bouncing Baker. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Uh, the other two are Frank Pearson and Jimmy Turnbull. Uh, Frank Pearson, uh, 30 appearances, 18 goals between 05 and 06. Jimmy Turnbull, uh, between 19, 12 and 13, 22 appearances, 8 goals. So there we go. Those are your 11. Uh, yes, what do you think of that? Mm. Mm. I think Godden yeah, played had, as well. Just had a look. Um, Izzy Brown uh, um, never played for Preston, but he did join Preston. Okay, he went to Preston, but he didn't make it. He, went, he, he, yeah. no, he, uh, he joined Preston. But he ruptured, he ruptured his Achilles during pre-season training. Right. Okay. So he never, yeah. He, so Preston signed it, but he never, he never kicked the ball for it. Fair enough. Well, um, as always, thanks to the wonderful Paul Carter uh, and uh, Nathan, of course, for the website www.stamford-bridge.com. Paul is on Twitter at Stamford underscore Bridge, and uh, as I was saying earlier, actually, Tim Tim Rolls's article. We're, we're on the uh, the Chelsea fancast, and me basically are on the Chelsea Heritage Group, as is Mark. Uh, and you will find the website at chelseaheritagepartnership.com and uh, at CFC underscore heritage is their Twitter uh, handle. And as I said, the wonderful Nathan. I, Nathan, remind me, it's Chelsea Graves Society. I can never remember the, the Twitter handle. but uh, And I shall probably be seeing Nathan in the cock for a pint or two tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing him. So there you go. Actually, I, on, on, on well, the subject of, um, obviously, Chelsea Heritage, um, if people follow Anna Welsh... On Twitter, Anna's joined the Chelsea Heritage Group this yeah. week, and also I said I'd do a shout you out did. to James. Yeah, because obviously Lydia? James, yeah, J- James um, um, does like Chelsea look back page on Twitter. Oh yeah, lovely James. James. Is, James yeah, James is great. James is bringing his daughter tomorrow to the Preston game. His daughter Ava for her first ever game. So she's going with her sister Anya, and they're sitting with James in the Matthew Harding lower before the game. Lovely. Yeah. And you uh, wanted you wanted to mention uh, about Lydia, didn't you? Yeah, I want to mention this. This is a more a more somber note. Um, and I think J.K. and Chidge, I think you know Paul Ross, mm. and I think J.K. You'd have probably met Paul Ross at the store, and he certainly is at the eighty three eighty four do. Is I think if you're on Twitter, you'd have seen Paul's message just before the new year, and he announced, and it's just so sad that his daughter Lydia was killed in a car crash just before before the new year, and they they, they live in Northern Ireland, and as well as um, being his matchday companion going to see Ballymena, when Paul came over to Chelsea Games, they would check into the hotel at Stamford Bridge and Lydia would come with him. So it's very, very, very sad. Obviously, mm. you know, she's only 21 years of age, you know, all her life in front of her. It's just, you know, her thoughts, you know, go to Paul oh, absolutely. And, 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 and his family. And I think you know, big shouts out as well. John Terry was very quick to send a message on social media to Paul, Danny Finkelstein was as well, Henry Winter was as well and that, that's the thing, it, it, it can be a really horrible place Twitter, as we've often talked about on this show but I thought like on the, on the 29th you, you know, just some really really lovely messages and I think probably now's not the time, obviously Paul and his family got to deal with that tragic news but I think over a period of time if they go on there and read the messages and you know, some of these beautiful things, you know People have said about you know, Paul and his family. It's going to take a while for the family, you know, to sort of grieve and deal with that. 
The funeral was early this week. You know, I've sent a private message to Paul. Uh, we know Marco. Mar- Marco knows Paul well. Marco's been speaking to Paul this week. It's just such a sorry, you know, that sorry, tragic. tragic loss yeah. of life. Really is for such a young woman to sort of die mm. in that way in a car crash. So, so close, you know, to what was the start of a new year, new start for everybody. She had her whole life ahead of her. So I thought, especially on, you know, by half of everyone in the fan cast goes to Paul and his family. Yeah, I, I echo that. I mean, Paul, you are... You and your family are at very much in our hearts and thoughts at the moment, my friend. And, uh, you know, take care of yourself, obviously. Thank you for doing that, Mark, because that was something that I was going to do. And you've, you've, um, but you've been much more eloquent than I could have been. So well done. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah, thanks, Jay. I, 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 you know, it's just, you know, I, I met Paul when he came over for the 83, 84 do. There's a beautiful picture of him with Ken Bates in the green room before the do. Like all of us, you know, remembers that time an excited Chelsea fan. Had a marvellous year. There's photos of him um, on Twitter a lot of the time. And the picture he posted of him and Lydia was the Boxing Day game where they went yeah. together. And that's their, their last moment. It just, it's just so, so yeah. sad. It's tragic. Absolutely tragic. Mm. Yes, indeed. Well done, Mark. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, right. OK, people, we will be back on... Oh, I did. you're right, Mark. I didn't, I didn't change the Tuesday. We're back on Monday, Monday the 8th. And it'll be me and JK... Dean Mears, the alternative, the uh, the housewives' alternative to Chidge, uh, he'll be on the show on Monday. I'm looking forward to seeing Dino. Half past seven, as always, and of course we will be looking back at the match against Preston North End. Hopefully in victorious mood. J.K. Um, I've just gone onto the Preston site. Looking through the history books, we find that Godden spelt a loan, spent a loan spell at Deepdale. However. Did he yes. play? Those same books show he didn't make a single appearance. Do you know what? So, I, I should let you know this, Nathan, because sadly we're not quite yet on TV for you to see this, but JK has been quiet, unusually quiet for the last 20 minutes. He has done nothing but look for fucking evidence and proof that he was right. And he now looks for the second time on this show like a grinning Cheshire cat. Oh, Chid, you know me. You know me so well. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had it in my bumps. Well, well done you, mate. I don't know why. Well done you. I, I can't wait to hear what Nate, I can't wait to hear what Nathan says about that one. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> You're going to have to go in the cock after the game tomorrow, JK. Oh, love <laughs> it. A grin on your face. Love but it. But again, it is it is a really good idea. It's like, I was I was listening to the Luton game last week, and it's a hell of a lot easier. And and Martin got Joe Payne, and I'm going, yeah, Joe Payne, ten goal fans. Well done, Martin. It's a lot harder doing it here than doing it at home when you're listening yeah. in. Martin was on fire last week, actually. He was great. Oh, he was absolutely superb. Uh, yeah. be fair, let's be fair. He's also he's the kind of person that he's very quick on the trigger, isn't yeah. he? He's very quick. I was going, I think one of them, I went, oh, it's... And he was straight in. I went, oh, God, he's got it. Got it's not the... a competition. It's a joint Indeed, it's team it's effort. It's, team effort. It's not, but, but he, he got them all very quickly. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Right. I was thinking, oh, yes, Mick Harford. It's me. He went, Mick Harford. I went, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, that's another one. I didn't get. Right. Uh, as I said, we'll be back on Monday night. Me, JK, and Dean Mears, half seven, looking back at the match against Preston North End. Uh, now, in off the post. We're due in and off the post. Um, I know I'm doing something on Wednesday night. So it'll either be Tuesday or Thursday. I have to. My agent will talk to your agent, JK, and we'll figure it out. All right. Aye. Uh, so there we go. Um, if you if you at this late junction would like to send in an email, send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Mark at Eddie Mac B A W A. So there we go. Mark, it's been lovely to see you as always. Uh, hopefully, I'll bump into you tomorrow at some stage. Yeah. What time do you think you'll be at the stall at? Yeah. I don't know. My my aim is to get up for in the you know about. I mean, hang on, three three and a half hours. It's half seven, half six, half five, half four, uh, five. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I was planning on getting up a lot earlier than that. I was planning on getting up at about lunchtime, really. But I think, if, given that it's a late kickoff, I might. Oh, it's no, it's half five, isn't it? Half five, half four, half, five, half, five. half three, half two. I'm aiming for one half one. Okay, and I've got to try and got, yeah, I've got to try and meet Kerry in the Copthorne if I ring him in a minute and remind him. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and no no prem predictions this week either. No yeah. prem predictions this week. Uh, yeah. After last week, yeah. I'm quite glad about that. Um, so there, but I've I got, got a mention. Pi- I got mentioned this week. Yeah, did in you the, in the email that came with? Did yeah. you? I was one of the only five people that correctly predicted the Luton score. Fuck yeah. me! Well done, you. Yeah, I, I was quite shocked. Yeah, well, Chef, yeah. all my other results went due south. Yeah, that's yeah. like being you mentioned in dispatches. For that. You get eighty, eighty for that. I think you get. eighty points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good man. Well done, Mark. Uh, I yeah, about ninety points for the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've got to pick something up from Kerry and then go back to the car. But so I'll be. I'll be in in stall slash drinking circulation. I suspect about kind of two half two. Okay. I, mean, I aim to have a couple of pints, then go and meet Mister Mister Kid at half past four at Aussies. That's my plan. So there you go. You're going to meet me at Aussies or meet me at um, at the uh, at the stall. What do you want to do? Meet I'd, at Aussies. Yeah. Meet at Aussies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet, that makes sense, doesn't it? Meet at Aussies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll get the daughter to meet me slightly earlier then. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, but I'll 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 get there for half four. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, brilliant to see you both. You've been hilarious and uh, uh, have uh, made me laugh a lot tonight, which is kind of the object of the exercise. So there we go. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Mark. Looking forward to in the exalted company of Jonathan Kidd and his boudoir in the East Stand tomorrow. If they rem- if they don't remember who I am and therefore let me in, you have to bring your slippers. Remember? Oh, do you I have remember- to? Do I have to be smart? Can I wear this? No, you can wear that, but you have to bring your embroidered Chelsea slippers because you have to slip into them because we'd be watching the second half round the round the the roaring fire in the chairs. Of course, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Right, uh, you lot out there in Mixler, lovely to see you all as well. Stay well and safe. Uh, thank you for listening. See you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Who won the cup in 97 weeks? We did. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.